0: Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It's your education and wellness station, 91.1, 91.3, and 91.5. We have so much in store for you this week, and so I invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adiz Jonas Murphy. Thank you so very much for staying with us right here on NCUFM, your education and wellness station. I am absolutely delighted. I am so pleased to have in studio with me Dr. Claudine Atkinson. She is a licensed psychologist and, of course, a lecturer at the University of the West Indies, Mona Campus. Doc, welcome to thank NCU. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited to spend some time with you on the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You see, when you're into television, it's all viewers. <laughs> and when you're into radio, you talk listeners. And many of you would have heard the name Claudine Atkinson before. Yemen yeah, is the same lady that comes on on EJC Virtual Church with Mind Your Health, Dr. Atkinson. Mm-hmm. So many persons are in need of emotional support. And, Doc, I'm so happy to have you in studio with us this evening as we focus on the topic understanding depression. Mm-hmm. So many times we use the term loosely. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh yeah ma I was depressed yesterday. I was depressed last week, but not really recognizing or understanding the heavy weight that it bears. Indeed,
1: indeed. Depression, the term has become very ingrained in our vernacular. We're not necessarily using it in the same way. And so sometimes it creates a disconnect with persons who have clinical concerns relating to depression, as opposed to the shifting mood states that all of us navigate from one season to the next.
0: Indeed, indeed. You know, just before we go into the interview, I'd like to share some interesting facts about depression. These are coming from the World Health Organization. So, fact number one, depression is a common mental disorder. So globally, more than 264 million people of all ages, (laughs) you hear that? Not some, it's not just old people or young people or (laughs) women, (laughs) but people of all ages suffer from depression. That's fact one. Fact number two, depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. Did you know that? Uh, This is knowledge to me and is a major contributor to the overall global burden of disease. And fact number three, doc, now this is the one where I want you to jump in (laughs) on it. More women are affected by depression than men. So consistently in every nation, and when we look cumulatively, mm-hmm.
1: women just present or endorse more depressive <laughs> symptoms than women and Where generally tend to endorse more affective disorders mm-hmm. than men do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some concern around Well, is it the gender nature of how affective disorders are classified Mm -hmm. and diagnosed and just the roles that women assume that Mm. seem to predispose them to to mood conditions. (laughs) And also that men seem to are less inclined to seek Uh (laughs) psychological interventions and to endure symptoms. So I think it's a complicated mix, Mm -hmm. but definitely, or women globally seem to grapple more significantly with mood conditions, including
0: depression. Wow. How do we define it, though? We spoke about using the term loosely. Um, is it just a little bit of sadness? Is it a severe form of sadness? What is depression?
1: When we talk about the distinction between sadness and depression, we're really needing to to talk about the weight. So the intensity, the persistence, and the level of impairment that is associated with mm-hmm. depression as opposed to sadness. Mm-hmm. So all of us experience Feelings of sadness from one time to the next. Mm -hmm. For example, when... (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, now that this has happened to me recently, yes. but it, I'm preparing my favorite meal uh-huh. and a catastrophe happens mm-hmm. and I don't quite get what I want. There yeah. is a moment of sadness or when I lose someone that I love or a relationship ends, a job ends. Mm-hmm. There is a, just a typical human response of disappointment and just lower than normal mood. But mm-hmm. it abates usually. Mm-hmm. It's short lived. And even though there might be tearfulness and, you know, some wanderings about the future, it's very specific to the situation and it ameliorates with time. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a major depressive disorder or a depressive disorder, they have the symptoms more severely. Mm-hmm. So it's the weight of the sadness right. impacts their daily functioning mm-hmm. and the dysphoria They would rate it more intensely. So the feelings of sadness isn't Mm -hmm. just located around one situation necessarily. There's a global heaviness Mm. around the mood and they have trouble, for example, cognitively like focus, Mm -hmm. concentration. The thought process is impaired in a global way, so might be more hopeless about the future, feeling poorly about themselves. They lose interest in things that they normally enjoy, mm-hmm. which is different from when I'm sad. Right. So I'm usually able to, if I, I'm able to shift my focus to something that I usually enjoy, mm-hmm. like chocolate, <laughs> then I, I, <laughs> I get a little break from that. But the, somebody who is in a depressive symptom, mm-hmm. re, depressive episode really has a hard time connecting with anything, even something that they normally enjoy. It steals their motivation, their mm-hmm. interest. It's a global kind of concern that can sometimes transition into suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. suicidal attempts. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about something that is more persistent, tends to last usually mm-hmm. um, at least two weeks. Right. For some people, they have several episodes over the years. Some people have a lower grade of depression that is persistent, mm-hmm. but pretty impactful Steady. on their impactful. life. Mm-hmm. And and so that distinguishes it from, from um, a sadness, the mm. severity, the intensity, and the level of impairment that it introduces with their daily functioning.
0: I imagine it's also something that would have to be diagnosed, right? So I can't walk around saying that I'm depressed, depressed, depressed if I've not been clinically diagnosed as having this disorder.
1: Yes, correct? we have to be very mindful because mm-hmm. sometimes the depression can look differently from mm. one person to the next yes. and what is for example a response of grief mm-hmm. might look like depression to somebody else looking in because mm. we don't know the season that people are walking in right and also where some of us are good at masking mm. and so it might not seem sad mm-hmm. because depression can also be reflected in irritable mood that wow. isn't predominantly depressive mood
0: wow that's 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 an interesting one
1: yes so there's like the typical presentation but they're also Mm. a typical presentation Mm. and so it looks differently it can look differently from one context to the next for example in some contexts where people the cultural value around talking about emotions means that people are less likely to endorse the sadness Mm -hmm. but might speak more willingly about the physical symptoms, like the aches and pains, difficulty sleeping, Mm -hmm. concentrating, you know, those kinds of things.
0: Mm, Interesting. Learning so much right here on Healthy Mm. and Happy. We're talking about understanding depression. Are there known causes for depression, though? I was reading an article sometime back, uh, perhaps a month ago or so, and it said there can be hormonal causes, other causes associated. What are some of the causes of depression?
1: so it's a mix the etiology when it comes on to depression includes things like the neurotransmitters which are the brain chemicals and when those are out of balance things like dopamine and serotonin Mm -hmm. um, when they're not quite at the levels that they need to be it can contribute to just us not feeling our usual ways and then there is the hormonal element as Mm -hmm. well Mm because Well, some of, some of us as women mm-hmm. notice that there are dips in our moods mm-hmm. at certain times of, of the, the cycle. There is actually a premenstrual depressive um, disorder as well that, that has recently, <laughs> well, I guess not so recently, <laughs> uh-huh. but in, in more recent iterations of the DSM mm-hmm. has made the list. Even persons who are menopausal Mm -hmm. can notice that that shift in the hormonal balance contributes to depressive um, conditions as well. So there's the neurotransmitters, the the reality of hormonal issues. Mm -hmm. There is the heritable component, so we know that when we have a family member who themselves grapple with affective disorders like depression, it increases our vulnerability or risk mm. to having those similar conditions.
0: You mentioned earlier dopamine and serotonin, mm. those those two, um, what do you call them? Those mm-hmm. two neurotransmitters, neurotransmitters. basically, basically bra-
1: yeah. um, brain communicators, chemical, R- the chemical messengers in, in our brain. Talk to us a little bit about the functions of, of each. Dop- what it does is it really translates into or even things like endorphins Mm. when we have more experiences where the endorphins which is the feel good chemicals that god Mm. has gifted us with then we can get some reprieve from the sadness Mm -hmm. um but when or or levels of dopamine because it relates to mood Mm -hmm. and translates also in relation to serotonin When those are not where they should be, when they're lower than they need to be, Mm -hmm. you know, it can really kind of steal our capacity to even experience Mm. um, or kind of more positive moods. Mm-hmm. And there are some persons who just at baseline
0: seem to have less mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than... As in are just born with less levels? Seem to be,
1: seem to be. But they're also, it's interesting because the brain is, we're just wonderfully made. right? And so even our experiences mm-hmm. can contribute to imbalances in the chemicals, mm. you know? And so there, what, what we know too is that life experiences can predispose us to, to depressive states. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so persons who have Experienced traumatic experiences mm-hmm. are more prone to depressive states whether it's sexual trauma mm-hmm. comeback to related trauma intimate partner violence mm-hmm. childhood um, abuse mm-hmm. those experiences put us at risk for negative emotional states including depression
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when we are in family context and relational context that are combative tension bound it just really puts us at puts us at a place Mm -hmm. where we're more inclined to have depressive states. So it's a combination of the things that we inherit at the gene level, Mm -hmm. the balance of our chemicals in our brain, the structure of our brain, and just life.
0: I'm wondering though, how does one combat this? I mean, let's say you're predisposed by genes, you have naturally low serotonin and dopamine levels. I mean, everything is just not in your favor and you're totally predisposed to have this depressive disorder. How does one combat that?
1: I think that is also for me the encouragement. So because we don't know, at least most of us Mm -hmm. have I haven't, Mm -hmm. haven't had genetic counseling. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what our genes are like. And we often don't get our neurotransmitters tested, you know. (laughs) Uh, But Mm -hmm. there are some things that we have influence over. Mm. And those things are the experience-related matters. Mm -hmm. And so we have more influence around the frequency of our contacts with relationships that Mm -hmm. are dysfunctional and toxic. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's more challenging when we're a child, when we have, you know, we don't choose our parents and their emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. But as we age and we have more agency, one of the ways that we can gift ourselves with more positive emotional states and reduce our risk of depressive episodes is to pursue relationships that are more affirming, that are more nurturing, that Mm -hmm. um, give us just the additional psychological resilience Mm -hmm. and social support that we need. That's one way. Also, we know that having a connection with God that is present with us, that walks with us, That we're able to talk with through prayer and we can speak the promises of the word on our lives and Mm -hmm. just be renewed by him having the mind of Christ that can make a difference. So even if we have a vulnerability, Mm -hmm. even if we suffer with a depressive disorder or coping and our resilience and our outcomes, is going to be improved mm-hmm. when we make these practical shifts. Mm. What we eat matters. Mercy. Come <laughs> or on sleep now. matters. Hallelujah. You know, because it's in sleep mm-hmm. that our hormones and the neurotransmitters are, are balanced. Mm. And so sleep is not an option. It, it is, is a necessity. It is, it, it, <laughs> it's a baseline gift that God has given us to recalibrate and to get mm. rid of some of that neuronal gunk that we need to kind of release and get recharged.
0: So just remind us of um, how many hours are adequate <laughs> for that to happen, Doc. Yes. So the recommendation Mercy. is for us to aspire
1: towards at least seven to eight hours. Seven afternoon. to eight yes. hours. Let me just yes. say yes. that In general, slowly. for
0: most people. Okay. <laughs> seven to eight hours. So if you go to your bed, 10 o'clock then you should i mean by six you should yeah your body would have had enough time to repair itself doc is just um telling the struggle us struggle is real i know struggle i is know real.
1: <laughs> and yet and yet you know it's we just have to continue to aspire towards yeah. the ideal that we know puts us at the best place for us mm-hmm. to have our, our optimal physical and emotional well-being
0: Indeed, you if know. you're just tuning in to this blessed station, it is called NCUFM. frequencies 91.13 and 5 on your FM dial. And my name is Edith Jonas Murphy. I'm having a discussion with Dr. Claudine Atkinson. Understanding depression is what we're talking about. So what is depression? You know, what are some of the causes of depression? We're learning so much about genes and how that even affects our predisposition toward depressive disorders. Wow, I sound bright. Yeah, I'm learning so much right here on health and happy but doc you know another thing that comes to my mind is this one signs and symptoms it's important that we understand signs and symptoms because it may affect us it may also affect those of our loved ones who are also around us every day so um, let's talk about some of the signs and symptoms associated with depression
1: it's important for us to notice or reduce ability to attend to daily tasks and we're looking for the dramatic shifts. So somebody who is usually able to complete work assignments within a set time is struggling to mm. do a fraction of that in the same way uh, for an extended period of time. So we know there are day-to-day fluctuations just because we're human. Right. But when we're having days and weeks of end where we're struggling in a way that is new, and it's effortful, and it's taking everything, and we're noticing the declines. That can be one indicator that something isn't quite right. Now, it's really important for us to note that we. It's helpful for us to not look at the symptoms in isolation. Mm-hmm. It's the constellation of mm-hmm. of symptoms that will give us the rich data that, and more confidence. So we're noticing decreased ability to do school. Mm-hmm. At, or work if you're a homemaker you're struggling to cook <laughs> meals that you usually don't even have to think about right. to you're struggling to to make yourself take a shower mm-hmm. self-care hygiene things you're losing interest in things that you normally enjoy so you're usually very energized by spending time with your friends and you know playing Cricket. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you have no interest in those things and it's going on for some time. You're noticing that you're having a really hard time feeling just euthymic or normal mood. Mm -hmm. You're feeling more hopeless about the future, more critical and negative about yourself. Um, You're reflecting on hyper hyper focusing on mistakes, Mm -hmm. uh, wondering if it it makes sense to continue to live more irritable in relationships, even. And this is uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. No, you have people who are <laughs> at baseline irritable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even if you are bi- at baseline irritable mm-hmm. and kind of because some people have like a like a depressive presentation in right, general. Right. So so it's comparing the person to themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and so if you're noticing that there, these declines are just continuing and you're even when you're trying to do the things that usually work Mm -hmm. so you're watching your movies and you're on YouTube Mm. laughing at the babies Mm. and it's just nothing is working. Mm. You're Struggling to get out of bed, you're not interested in the sun, <laughs> sunlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, those can be some indicators. You sometimes for some people it's the aches and pains that you can't right. quite explain because sometimes it's physio. It expresses physiologically, or like mm-hmm. that's what you notice. So it's a constellation of different domains that can really point you that something isn't quite right, and it might well be time to have a consultation with maybe your physician Mm -hmm. uh, or a mental health provider to get a sense of what's going on. So two weeks going on and you're struggling in a way that is really starting to interrupt Mm. your life in a very notable way, having a hard time feeling anything positive or neutral, um, struggling with doing the things that you normally do quite effortlessly and just focus, attention, sleep, sleep, Mm -hmm. loss of appetite, maybe losing weight, gaining weight because you're Mm -hmm. eating more or substantially more or less Mm -hmm. and just losing motivation and interest in things that you normally enjoy. Those are Mm -hmm. some things.
0: Okay. Do you find that the symptoms, the signs, they vary among adults and children? It can look differently for children depending (laughs) on their age. Um, And so, like I
1: said, sometimes the symptoms that are most evident Mm -hmm. for for adults, looking at children might be just increased irritability
0: mm-hmm.
1: or just the, a child that's usually playful and lots of friends and mm-hmm. lots of toys just is more withdrawn um, and just seems to they've lost that shine mm-hmm. in, in, in their eyes that you're accustomed to All right. not be eating, losing weight. There's some overlap mm-hmm. because children are not... Depending on their age, they're not able to verbalize mm-hmm. the emotional shifts or, or even explain it. They might mm-hmm. not even be aware of it. They just don't quite feel like themselves. Right. Um, so sometimes there are some acting out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is just an increased struggle with school or or you see it in their play, like so how they're playing, the mm-hmm. content of their play sessions, mm-hmm. if they play, <laughs> you know. Uh, And so some of those things can
0: be can be telling signs that, you know, something isn't quite Mm -hmm. right. Very useful information here, and especially for parents. You know, these are the things that we we look out for, you know, changes in behavior for our children. Are they isolating themselves? Are they exhibiting aggressive behaviors? You know, Um, so we have to also be very keen uh, when it comes to those around us, yes, but in particular our children who may be experiencing depressive disorders. Um, We talk about treatment options, Dr. Atkins. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some of the treatment options for depression?
1: Okay, so for depressive disorders that are kind of mild to moderate, the symptoms can abate, assuming the persons are able to connect with mental health provider. At any level, mental health treatment is useful. Mm-hmm. at more severe presentations it often includes a combination it can include a combination of needing some medication support mm-hmm. and and mental health kind of psychotherapeutic interventions because sometimes people are so their thoughts are so severely distorted, Mm -hmm. that they're not able to experience the reality of life Mm -hmm. and it can put them at a place where they're unsafe and in those instances, depending on the severity and the the nature of their support Mm -hmm. and their intent, they might well benefit from um, medication support through Mm -hmm. like a psychiatrist or, or a physician. Um, And so if you have people in your life, in your family that are threatening suicide or have attempted suicide or are starting to restrict um, life giving routines Mm -hmm. in a way that you're worried about their safety, uh, it really requires emergency intervention Mm. to provide some stability Mm -hmm. for most of us when we're experiencing a depressive episode uh, the combination of the things that we're able to do for ourselves the self-care things like mm-hmm. loading up on the nutrient dense mm-hmm. foods that we know impact mood like getting more vitamin D getting our omega-3s mm-hmm. making sure that our B B vitamins are we're getting enough mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and the sleep <laughs> sleep <laughs> wow. it's very challenging to appropriately treat affective conditions including depression without Mm. regulating sleep Mm. and so there are things that you are going to need to kind of have some help doing for Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. and then also with your mental health provider when I talk about the mental health provider the psychotherapeutic Mm -hmm. aspects and having just places of support right because depression can speak some lies to us. And in the the throes of an episode, it can be really challenging to distinguish what is true Mm -hmm. or what is just the voice of the depression. Mm -hmm. Because it can say to us that nobody cares about us, that everything that we do is a mistake. right? And so having people in our life that are able to... Counter that. To counter that Mm -hmm. and to patiently engage Mm -hmm. us in Mm -hmm. a way that... Dilutes some of that, with mm-hmm. an understanding that when somebody's in a, in a depressive episode, mm-hmm. it's not just about the what is logical. It's right. the, it's the. It's a constellation of the imbalances and just the emotions speaking so loudly in this mm-hmm. season of life that can make it really challenging for them to hear reality. Mm-hmm. And so having places of support, like a supportive church that is right, dismissive
0: right, right. of go there. the reality, <laughs> the reality mm-hmm. of pretty severe depressive Mm. Um, condition can be quite helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful doc. I mean this feels like it needs a part two. I'd love to have you back as we do a follow up to this uh, particular topic here because now uh, you mentioned the church a while ago the, the kind of role it plays in supporting especially its members who suffer from this particular disorder there are also uh, individuals who are listening doc saying you know boy I think I may be exhibiting some of the signs and symptoms that you referred to earlier um, but I don't know where to call I don't know what's Mm -hmm. the first place to go to for help Mm -hmm. I mean I am willing to seek this kind of psychological psychiatric perhaps even emotional help but I'm not sure what to do so are there places of support that you could recommend or even you know perhaps a national uh, health centers uh, lines contact information etc
1: yes The resources that each individual will have access to will be dependent on their
0: physical location
1: location Mm -hmm. and age and stage. So so what we know, for example, for the the children, those who are in school, they would have access to their guidance counselor and like the child guidance clinic that is within their region that can be a point of contact. And, you know, Mm -hmm. your primary care physician can provide some referrals as well. There are several private mental health providers that Mm -hmm. can also be a beginning place. There is a national helpline, a toll-free line that people are able to call and speak, the suicide um, hotline that is relatively recently in place that people are able to call and talk to a mental health um, provider. Obviously, if there are any specific questions and you're needing additional resources beyond what we're talking about. You have just some quick questions. You can always send me an email, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Atkinson at talkingcure.page. Mm-hmm. You can talk with your primary care physician who can provide some references if you're a minor enrolled in school, mm-hmm. there are the guidance counselors, there's the child guidance clinics. If you're a university student, mm-hmm. there are university um, counseling centers that you can access. Right. And then there's a, a listing of private psychiatrists, psychologists, mm-hmm. counselors that you're able to kind of connect with to begin the conversation mm-hmm. around how do I connect with help?
0: All right, doc, just remind us of your email address again. It's, it's Dr. Atkinson Dr. Atkinson at talking cure mm-hmm. dot page. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so very much, Dr. Claudine Atkinson, for joining us right here on Healthy and Happy. Yes, a program produced by the Eastermaker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and, of course, aired right here on NCUFM. Dr. Atkinson is a licensed psychologist. You know, we, we spoke about understanding depression, and I'm pretty sure we'll have to spill over to a part two. So you want to keep it locked to Healthy and Happy uh, right here on NCUFM every Saturday evening, 6:30 through to 7pm and of course we're thankful again Doc for your presence thanks for your time <laughs> it was my pleasure indeed and also a very <laughs> special thank you to Elder Errol Vaz at the technical board on the other side of the screen on behalf of our hard working production team I'm Adis Jonas Murphy wishing you God's richest blessings see you next week God's willing Show
2: that you need God and may your battle And may your bad days prove that God is good. And may your whole life prove that God is good. See, may y me Thank y'all so much for coming out. May your